This is Entrepreneurs Get Visible, the podcast for people who want more impact, influence, and income. I'm Anna Parker-Naples, and I'll be sharing with you proven methods from leading entrepreneurs that help you get visible as an authority in your field. Because anything's possible when you get visible. Hello and welcome to Entrepreneurs Get Visible, episode 101. This is part of my 100-episode celebration mini-series. Over the course of the next few days, I am delivering to you five episodes that are a slightly different style to my usual content. And today, this is an amalgamation of what I consider to be the absolute nuggets of and pearls of wisdom that have come from many of my guests. During the next few shows, I will be releasing the winner of the person who is going to be a fully featured guest on my show, which was a way for me to be able to give back to my listeners. So make sure you listen to all of the shows, subscribe, rate and review. And before we go on, as part of my 100 celebration, I wanted to re-release my mastermind, but this time with a twist. I want to have people on board who are committed to taking action and getting results, but doing it the right way. So if that sounds like you and you would love to work inside a mastermind to get incredible accelerated results, then head over to annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash mastermind. So in today's episode, you are going to be hearing nuggets from Rob Moore, Lisa Johnson, Helen Pritchard, Carrie Green, Caroline Strawson, Nick Bradley, Kelly Glover, Catherine Morgan, Gavin Preston, Lucy Griffiths, Johnny Cooper, Maxwell Muir, Raymonda Jan, Sam Rathling, Lucy Crane, Amy Rowlinson, and Tracy Cornelius. And I think overall, you're going to come away feeling like anything is possible when you get visible. So what is your bigger fear? Is your bigger fear putting yourself out there for risk of ridicule and criticism? Or is your bigger fear living in the world that you're in now mm. and not reaching your full potential? So I don't like doing lives particularly. Uh, when there's a new platform and a new way of doing it, I, I don't really like figuring it out. I just want someone to show me how mm -hmm. to, it works and make it work. I don't really like the way I look on certain angles and views on um, some of these live profiles. But... I'll just do what I need to do to get myself out there, as long as it's ethical and legal, of course. So I think you've got to think about what is your bigger fear, because generally human beings will take the lower fear option. So if you can almost trick yourself into going, I've got two choices here, get over my fear of social media or always have, you know, like a, a smaller destiny and legacy mm. to live. So yeah. I would say that's one. The second thing is everything can be iterative. So you can start by writing a post, then you can start, then you can do a one minute live. Then you can do a picture that you maybe mm -hmm. do Photoshop a bit. But I've never Photoshopped a picture because I just think like people aren't judging me what I look at. It's okay. not what's important, no. is it, in terms you, of getting I, your message out there? Who cares how big my beard is? Who cares if I've got blemishes on my skin? I'm not an Instagram model. What you're following me for is my information. Mm. You know, what I know as an entrepreneur. Mm. But the thing is, you're going to be judged anyway. No matter yeah. who you are, you're going to be judged. If you look at anybody in business that's doing really well now, those people we look up to, they've all failed at some point because actually it really is, it's such a cliche, but it really is about how you deal with the failure, if you can call it failure because it's a learning, that makes you 
stronger in the end and therefore successful. If I hadn't had those failings, I would have coasted. Yeah. Just coasted. And what's the point in coasting? I wanted to do something extraordinary, you know, have an extraordinary life with my my eight-year-old twins. Mm-hmm. That couldn't have happened without the failure. I think that when I hit that income ceiling, people were telling me for ages, if you're fully booked, you're successful. Like that's what I thought success was. So my whole aim at the beginning was get fully booked with clients. But then I got fully booked with clients. And I wasn't successful because I was working all the time. I was never seeing my kids. And I was like, this can't be it. And so the thing that pushed my growth was me investing. So I then decided, right, if I'm going to really do this properly and have a life that I really want to create, I need to invest in people that can tell me how to do it and to learn everything I could about passive income. And that's what pushed me because then it was a no brainer. I couldn't spend that money and then go, oh, well, you know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. It was like, no, you have to make it work. Pick one thing, just go and get really famous for it and do whatever it takes. So my tip is, so obviously is go for LinkedIn, definitely. But it's that picking one thing and knowing your ideal client. But then when it comes to visibility, and I always talk about promoting things at least 13 times more than you are comfortable with. And the things that people don't understand that I've done are I've done well over 250 podcasts, well over 250 guest experts in other people's Facebook groups and hundreds and hundreds of one-to-one hours as well. So it's not just about posting on your own Facebook and your own LinkedIn. You've got to go and get in front of potential prospects. It's not just about talking to your friends and family and people that are at your same level in business. You've got to get out there and talk to new prospects every single day. And never get complacent. I mean, I've done three podcast interviews today and it's really important that people understand what's required to get in front of many, many thousands of people if you want to build a business at scale. I think firstly, the most important thing is looking at like what the vision is and do you actually have clarity around what it is you're trying to achieve, where you're trying to get to and who it is that you're trying to serve. I think that's really fundamental because I think you can try all the list building strategies or social media strategies that you want, but if you don't know what your vision is and mission is and who your audience are and you don't have a compelling strategy for what you're going to actually produce that's going to really align with your mission and resonate with your audience, then you're never going to make that the strategies for growth work. So I think looking at that first and making sure that truly feels good and that you really are clear on what it is that's going on with that foundation stuff. And then once you kind of have that in place, I think it's keeping it really, really simple. And for me, I looked at building my email list And at the time I focused on growing on Facebook because that was what was really working. So perhaps now I know people who focus on like just growing on Instagram or people that focus on just growing on Pinterest. I think if you try to do everything at the same time, Mm. then you actually struggle to have a breakthrough because you're so split that you can't actually put the level of discipline and focus into that one thing that you need to. It's like, I always say, if you were trying to learn the piano and the clarinet and the violin at the same time, Mm. it would be a bloody nightmare. But if you just learn one at one time, the progress you could make in a year would be amazing. Try and learn all three in a year and oh my gosh, you're in for it. Like it's going to be such a struggle. Yeah, in business, what we tend to do is feel like we have to do everything and then doing everything actually leads to not succeeding. Mm. So I think it's just kind of getting really clear on what those core platforms are that you're going to focus on in terms of getting out there. 
I think it's just then looking at, okay, like, what do I need to learn? What do I need to do? How am I going to be insanely disciplined and consistent with actually following through with this? Being completely honest with yourself and thinking, well, am I being consistent? And if you are being consistent and people just aren't engaging or it's not growing, you have to ask yourself, there's something going wrong here and I need to figure out what's going wrong if I want to be able to move forward. And it's about being able to get brutally honest with yourself so that you can actually acknowledge the mistakes that you're making. So it might be that you're putting stuff out that just isn't very compelling. It doesn't look nice. People aren't interested in it. It's all wishy-washy. It's all over the place. Like you can't put crap out and expect people to respond. Mm. And like you have to be honest with yourself to the point where you realize this is not going to cut it. Like I have to figure out how to get better. And it's a bit brutal, but like that is how I frame my business by being brutal with myself and Mm. realizing when I'm not doing good enough and realizing I need to up level. Like if I want to be a a leader in this, I have to become the leader and produce content that a leader would produce. There's a real misunderstanding of trauma, I think, because, you know, we tend to look at trauma and when you read a lot of the research, they even talk about big T trauma and little T trauma, which uncomfortable with because if it's traumatic to you it's traumatic to you it doesn't matter whether it's major or minor or anything so of course we can think of big trauma as abuse and and major life events equally little t trauma could be classified as even your parents getting a divorce when you are younger but the actual true definition of trauma is actually you feeling overwhelmed now that could be anything so anybody listening in if you're feeling overwhelmed there will be a reason for that that comes from somewhere and it could be hidden trauma and I'm a big believer in all the illnesses that we have that we hear so much about depression anxiety addiction these are symptoms of trauma and trauma will normally have come in childhood potentially as well, but it doesn't have to be major events. It's just meaning you've attached to events. Equally, it can be other things that have happened in other aspects of your life. But certainly for me, that initial subconscious belief that got wired in of not being good enough then led me to go on and have more trauma with, for instance, my my marriage that was an abusive marriage. So, and that came from my feeling of not being good enough. I think as a child, I can't be good enough. I mustn't be worthy, which then becomes my subconscious belief and a blueprint for who I become as an adult. And that stops me then achieving my true potential. People say to me, what's the difference between startup and scale up? And more often than not, it's about your ability to work with people. So that's either your ability to build teams, lead teams, coach, motivate, all those sort of things, but also to work externally with partners and also just to kind of extend your own network Mm. and surround yourself with people who are maybe a few steps ahead of where you are so that you can get to where you need to get to quicker. I've had some good mentors and I've had some people who have helped shape that thinking. And one thing to take away from all of that is, and I use the word intentional a lot because I think it's, it's a powerful word, is you have to first create the vision. And I say this whenever I'm coaching people, mentoring people, I say you've got to have a vision for what it is. And that vision is not necessarily the next three months. It can be. That's part of it. But for me, it's the next 20 years. So I go as far forward as saying, okay, when I'm 65, what do I want my life to be like at that age? The first thing I would say is do a self-assessment. Do an audit of yourself. How do I show up? Do I have everything in place? Am I ready? Because putting the time into that instead of, like you said, scattergun approach, it takes time to pitch. It takes time to research. You don't want to spend hours doing that and you haven't really had everything ready. So get step one out of the way and and tweak a few things. That's it. Second, make sure you're vetting the shows in a two-way process. So is the show a fit for you? Yeah, maybe Tim Ferriss is. I use him because that's what everybody always says. Like, I want to get on the Tim Ferriss show. 
you might, that show may be perfect for you, but are you perfect for that show and are you ready? You may not be today. You may want to wait a year till you've got those reps under your belt that we've talking about, spoken about with the smaller shows before you pitch that because pitching a show out of your league is damaging to your personal brand. So start where you are and on comparable shows. Doesn't mean you won't get there tomorrow, but maybe just think about it and get those in and then build up your portfolio of, I've been on this show, this show, this show, this show. And when that, like you said, they search, they'll see that you've been on a bunch of shows. Mm-hmm. So make sure you're ready. Make sure you know exactly who you're pitching to so you don't waste that time and then have the after part ready. So you now that, because just getting the interview, that's not the end. It's nailing the, because you could do the interview, not nail it, and the host may never air it. That's what, just because they've said, yes, if I mess this interview up and you don't like what I say, you may edit it or you may never air it. Okay, so three tips to really stand up about the crowd. I think one is consistency. Consistency with everything that you do, with your message, with your content. Because when you show up for yourself and you show up for your audience, they'll expect it. And the more you do it, the easier it is. So, you know, if you're committing to to doing regular content, for example, then just pick one thing and do it really, really well. Pick a podcast, put a weekly episode out and just keep that consistent. Do a Facebook Live every day, keep it consistent. Write a blog every week and keep it consistent. I think consistency would be definitely one of my top tips. I would say, second of all, surround yourself with people who have got your back, people that you can connect with that are authentic, that are vulnerable and not necessarily even in the same sphere of work as you, Mm. but just making sure that you've got people around you because you can't build a business by yourself. I think finding somebody that, that has got your back is really important. And I think the final one is then outsource sooner than you expect. If you're in your business right now and you're trying to be that CEO, that chief everything officer, then actually just outsource as quickly as possible because it will completely change the shape of your business. For me, it's demonstration. And what I mean by that is anytime I can get on my feet and speak, anytime I can get and, and do a podcast, I can get on stage, etc. It really helped. That has provided fantastic profile for me and visibility for me in front of business owners who might not normally be engaging with and watching online videos or talking to business coaches or, or business mm. mentors. And then having the opportunity to demonstrate my capability rather than saying, hey, by me, it's just like, how can I help? So I've always wanted to lead with value to help them deal with the challenge that they're facing in their own business. I love the podcasting medium as you do. And I found that's been very good for visibility also. Once you set up these automated processes, this is work. This is sometimes boring. There have been tears. There have been stresses. When people talk about passive income, it is high stress and lots of work. I'm not in going to lie about this. But once you have those systems and processes in place that flow and work, then it works. That makes you money to free you up to do the other stuff. I am just literally pressing go on a new project, a new joint venture. That is literally then three businesses up and running. Automated. And they're all passive income. Mm -hmm. And they're all, I don't really have to get involved on the granular level. I'm looking at just, you know, big picture strategy and looking ahead. Why you're doing it is really, really important. What it means to them, because you don't want to put a proposition out there and people go, so what? We need to spoon feed this to people. So folks, if you can do this golden sentence, write this out. I help X to do Y so they can Z. Then you're at least halfway there. You've got a good basis 
for understanding what it is you do, who your tribe is, and why that's important to them. If you're doing something, you're halfway through a job, and you turn and look at your whiteboard, you can say, hang on, is what I'm doing congruent with that golden sentence? Is it moving me nearer to those people? Is it helping me deliver that to those people? Is it in line with why I'm doing that for those people, why it's important? And if not, don't do it, do something else. Okay, use their social media platforms to let, be quite specific in their posts, let people know what they're passionate about. And I also like to let people know sometimes what my goals are. Have a plan. Where would you like to be in three months from now in terms of your own personal development and also the way the world's going? Six months time, 12 months time, prepare your mind and your professional development for that time. It's a great time to network. Building relationships is still as important now as you know as it's ever been, but just getting help from the right sources. There's nothing wrong with being a newbie. There's nothing wrong with being an up-and-comer who lacks in skill, who lacks in experience. And I think we can be very hard on ourselves for lacking in a particular skill. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't have a go. Everyone has talent, but not everyone is talented at everything. We all have things that we can teach each other, but don't be afraid to have a go and get some good, qualified, experienced feedback. Get a mentor. Getting a mentor now, whether it's a virtual mentor or someone that you know in person, you can build a relationship with them. That's very, very important. Embrace yourself. You can't embrace yourself. Embrace yourself to yourself first and believe in your own magic. And when you put yourself out there, people will embrace you. Over the last you know, few years, I have seen women step out with some encouragement and with little nudge from either their mentors or community, different challenges. And that little nudge that maybe we gave them that said to them, it's okay, do that live. It's okay, put your face out there. You know, the world isn't going to crumble. People aren't going to hate you. And when they kind of come out behind the curtain and show themselves, this is me. There is this liberation moment that happens for them and their followers that she's here. She's stepping up on, you know, that little podium or big podium and sharing her truth. So first of all, embrace it to yourself that you're ready to take that step and just do it. Don't overthink it, just do it. And when you do it the first time, it's going to feel scary. But when you start to do it the second, the third, the fourth time, you're going to start to love it and people will start to love you for who you are. So the first thing would be you need to build your brand. So that's about getting your profile sorted and getting content out there. The second thing is that you need to build your pipeline. So that's about prospecting and connecting with people who are in your ideal target market. And the third thing is you've got to build relationships. You know, this is an amazing platform where you can really, really build some incredible relationships with people and go there to give, don't go there to get. I felt like once I had learned the power of affiliate marketing and I'd gone through the trainings, I'd really invested in actually getting some results for myself. I felt like I couldn't not tell people because I remember what it felt like as a business owner thinking, how long can I keep this going for? Because I felt so unfulfilled. I wasn't earning the income I wanted to earn. And I became kind of almost desperate in the online space. So affiliate marketing for me came as a lifeline. It enabled me to feel like I could, like you say, breathe again and just give myself that headspace and capacity. And the other great thing about it is the skills you need to learn are all around marketing which is really relevant to any business someone might want to do anyway. So you're not wasting your time learning 
about those elements as you're building and growing with affiliate marketing. That really was the mission for me. I wanted to get it out so that other people who felt that way could feel like they could achieve the same for themselves and people too, I guess, identify with the reality and, and truth of my world. So I think the first thing to recognize is that feeling uncomfortable doesn't mean wrong. And also working out what the trigger is for you. Because we all have different triggers and it's very easy to have generalizations, but your trigger might be different. I know that my trigger, for example, on weight loss isn't just the fact that it's quite hard. It's because years ago I was in quite an abusive relationship, 100%, which is why I know that up until now I've done some things and then stopped then done some things and then stopped. And now I need to deal with that. So that again is being the comfortable with being uncomfortable because not only do I need to deal with that, but I'm going to be publicly dealing with that. But that was also important for me because don't you find that when you come across people, they don't realize that other people are going through the same thing as them. And sometimes they just want that, oh, it's not just me. The point is, is that you are just taking responsibility for your thoughts and your dreams and your life. And you're not just living that autopilot. You're not existing. For me, it's all about seizing every day, seizing every moment, making the most out of the relationships that you have with people, making the most out of the family, the time that you have. I recorded a podcast with someone the other day and they said that children spell love, T-I-M-E. It's all about the time that you have with them. And that means so much to me. It's all about the time that I have with people and what difference I can make for them. So when you are thinking about what it is you want to do in life, I, I do think that the, the Ikigai approach is a fabulous way to start to think about just understanding who you are, what you want to be, who you can help and why you want to do that. And understanding where you'd like to be and what you'd like to have at the end of your lifetime, what you'd like to look back on and say, I am so proud of what I've done because I went for it. I don't know about you, but I think there are so many amazing pieces of advice in there. And hopefully hearing them so close together, you are leaving this episode filled with motivation, inspiration, and knowing that you can create whatever it is you want. And if you know that you're ready to accelerate your results, don't forget to go and check out my mastermind, which is only open until the 6th of July. It's a six-month mastermind for those of you who are action takers and are ready to accelerate and get results. Coming up in the next episode of Entrepreneurs Get Visible as part of my 100 celebration is a very special podcast style party with some of my closest friends. I hope you tune in and let me know what you think of the show. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. To get your free checklist on how to raise your profile and to find out about our community, go to annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash get visible.